Welcome back, friends and listeners, to How to Be a Better DM. I'm one of your hosts, Justin Lewis, here with... Tanner Wayland. And together we are here to help you and ourselves create better stories while you DM sessions of Dungeons & Dragons 5e. Today we are going to be talking about character creation and helping your players do that, but before we do that, how are you doing, Tanner? How's it going? Oh man, I'm doing well. Uh, have you ever fallen down one of those YouTube rabbit holes? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Today I've a... Uh, so there's a whole genre of YouTube videos called, um, like, where they read Reddit stories of different, like, types on different Reddit pages. And there's these one called uh, Entitled People. And it's just, like, it's not chicken soup for the soul. It's, like, whatever the opposite of that. Like, garbage food for the soul. Uh, where, like, so I'm a, I treat, I'm a pretty patient guy. Sure. I don't really... Sure. Um, the only person I'm impatient with is myself, typically. I hear that. You know? Yeah. Um, and so if people are mean to me, whatever, if someone messes up an order, whatever, I'll just be like, yeah, that's fine, I'll still tip you, whatever. You know? Right, right, right. <laughs> you know, I, I go with the flow. You don't, like, sweat the small stuff. Yeah, these people are the exact opposite. And it's, like, so... It's almost like living a different life, just seeing how these <sighs> entitled people... Karen's, Ugh. if you will, yeah. uh, not to disparage the name Karen, but that's, you know. Right. Uh, but to disparage Karen's. Yes. Um, and it's just so, ooh, like when they, when they try and get somebody to help them and the person doesn't work there or they're like, hey, I saw you helping this other person, but uh, so you need to help me now. And then when the person just shuts them down, I'm like, ooh, it's yes. like a, it's like a power trip yeah. where I'm like. You're like, justice. Justice, you know? Yeah. And I'm also like, oh, I would never want to be in that situation, but I'm glad that these people are getting their comeuppance. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Like on YouTube, uh, total tan tangent, but I watch Fail Army, and every so often there's like videos of people like yelling at cashiers, and then as they're walking out, they run into a glass door, and everyone's like, yeah. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. That's Exactly fun. the same thing, you yeah. know, just a little bit of karma. You see it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I love the beautiful karma. So. Yeah, but, but how are you, Justin? I've been good. I've been good. I've, uh, as you can see next to us, this, this beautiful 3D printer, uh, I got it for Christmas and my birthday, kind of a mix mm -hmm. of both. And man, I'm addicted, like... It's not going right now only because it was going all yesterday and I wanted to give it a break. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I've been printing these. So I, I'm, I'm a big fan of using <sighs> terrain on the table when you play D&D. Yeah. I know some people don't like it. They prefer theater of the mind. But I've been making, uh, printing these and I actually have downstairs, if you look right here, there's like circles. Mm -hmm. And I figured out a way to make it inset so you can put magnets so it's going to be, it's like a to, to explain to our listeners, yeah. he just showed me a little tile, square tile. Yeah. This one almost looks like uh, bricks or like, like a white kind of brick dealio. Right. And man, so you just kind of put these all together. You will put these all together. Yeah, yeah. It'll form. You know, I actually, um, I've seen a few different like D&D uh, &D, like shows or podcasts kind mm -hmm. of use that style. Yeah. Yeah. So, I really, really like it. Nice. I, I also saw on, uh, I feel like it was Instagram or TikTok yeah, or something. Definitely. You did, uh, what is it, The Rock? Yes, The Rocktopus. Rocktopus, yeah. Yes. <laughs> so uh, there's the cool thing about 3D printing, and uh, this uh, this may or may not be interesting to you listeners, but 
there's like so many free stuff out there that you can just print. You can just download the files and print. Oh yeah. And one of them was an octopus with the head of Dwayne the Rock Johnson. And I thought that was super funny, so I printed it for my wife and now <laughs> it's downstairs on the counter. Yeah. So yeah. And if you That's guys great. if you guys want to see pictures of the D D prints that I've done or that happened because of this show, uh, definitely subscribe to uh, at Geronimo Levis on Instagram. And also subscribe to our newsletter, which we'll tell you more about at the end of the show. But let's just dive right in with a warm-up. So Tanner had this great idea for kind of a warm-up every week. You want to explain kind of what it is? Yeah, I was just thinking, you know, uh, DMs have to kind of be on their feet, you know, uh, whether that is dealing with a player conflict that just kind of came out of nowhere, right? Or having to describe um, a new setting or a new character or, you know, like, DMs just kind of have to warm up. So for us, I thought it'd be fun, you know, every week, switch off kind of deal. Right. Uh, where we just pitch a warm up to the other, try and stump them, or give them an opportunity to, you know, do well, right? I like it. Kind of, uh, like, practice your skills of improvisation, but not not just improvisation of, like, making people laugh, but, like, doing things that you don't necessarily have to do or being creative and how you do it and things like that, right? Yes. Cool. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I hope you're ready for today's warm-up because it's a simple one. Um, you have to describe an orc beastmaster that your party is about to fight without using the words orc or beastmaster. Okay. As if in this universe, orcs don't exist and this random one just popped up somehow. Okay. Can I choose whatever setting? Sure. Okay. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Orc Beastmaster without the words. Um, okay. I'm picturing, like, uh, what's it called? Coliseum. Okay. Right? Let's, let's go cl classic Coliseum. I like it. Um, so, assuming you were uh, my player, I'd be like, okay. So, you guys are standing there. Uh, the sand underneath your feet, you see the crowds around you. And there, the, across the way, uh, the metal gate slowly raises. Uh, as you see uh, uh, guards on either side winching it up. Uh, in the blinding sun, you see a foot step out. Uh, it's a large foot. It's grayish, green skin. Uh, almost looks reptilian, but it's definitely, um, definitely different from anything you've ever seen. As the other leg steps out, and then slowly it goes up, you see that this figure, this tall figure, is wearing a fur, uh, a fur loincloth that looks to be of some kind of like spotted panther. And then as as he comes fully into view, you see just a beast. Uh, hmm. <laughs> I wasn't it's tough. It's tough. It's tough. Oh, man. Um, you see, you see a mouth with tusks and fangs snarling at you as dark eyes look out from underneath his brow. Uh, in one hand, he has a small axe, in the other, a whip. Um, before you can absorb anything else, he cracks the whip and the, and the Colosseum goes quiet. On either side of this towering figure that must be about eight feet, maybe nine, um, you see pat out um, a leopard and a wolf, uh, both with collars and, uh, 
I was going to say spiked collars. That feels a little lame, doesn't it? No, I think it's, it's <laughs> awesome. It looks good. Yeah, you see uh, a wolf and a leopard pad out, obviously, at his command. This figure, instead of talking, bellows and starts charging at you, axe raised, as the animals at his side charge forward. We'll just say that. That was excellent. We'll save that. Well done. Audience, give Tanner a round of applause. There's floundering well, well, all over America right now. There's people in the gym just giving you an applause or washing dishes, giving you applause. So, you know what? I do picture all of our <laughs> listeners being in the gym right now. Exactly. You well, know? Yes. It's, they're either in the gym or driving to work yes. or trying to avoid their in-laws or, you know, all sorts of. Yes, of course. Yeah. Of course, yeah. the, the mid, uh, you know. The uh, mid-February in-laws. Exactly, we definitely. For some reason, they're all together. Yeah. But yeah. Well, I think that was an excellent warm-up, and Thank I'm excited you. to see what I have to deal with next time. Okay, okay. I'll try and make it good. Excellent. Uh, well, let's get to today's primary topic, which is creator or character creation. Excuse me. Um, as a DM, the first step, really, after you find people to play with, is helping them create characters. Sometimes it's easy, sometimes it's hard. So we're gonna talk about different methods or, or what we do to help our players choose characters that are really cool. Yeah, um, I was thinking about this uh, earlier and specifically how, how important the, D, the DM needs to be mm -hmm. in the early steps. Because mm. uh, I've seen this a few times where uh, like players, if you give them completely free and unrestrained mm -hmm. things, then they make a character that's almost feels like they don't belong, right? Right. right. Which sucks because like you you can have a party where characters are from different places. Yeah. You know they have different um, moralities, personalities, things like that, mm -hmm. and yet they belong because you know they were created with the setting in mind. And I think that's just like, as a DM, you cannot you know just let them have right. free reign unless you're doing kind of like a literally just combat. Right. Like adventure path, right? Yeah, yeah. I think that uh, one of the most important things you can do in cr helping your characters create their players' character, sorry, helping your players create their characters is, like you said, painting the setting. And oddly enough, giving them restraints. And thinking about it, I, I think people will not just choose characters that don't fit, but they might struggle picking characters because they'll think, well, I have so many things I can do, but what should I do? What do I want to do? And then asking questions like we're going to talk about later really help them understand, okay, I won't like this, my party won't like this, and so forth. But one thing that I've seen a lot of professional DMs do, at least on YouTube and such, is they, they tend to give out kind of hot sheets for the world you're, you're working on or you're playing in that include information such as, and actually, there's a, there's a for, for those of you who are interested in creating your own world, there's a software out there called World Anvil, Anvil, A-N-V-I-L, that I've used before that actually allows you to kind of create like a player guide to your world, and that outlines the races that they can choose, the classes that they can choose, things that they can't choose, stuff like that. I think that's super helpful in helping your players kind of get the gist of some of those restraints yeah and even um you know depending on 
if you're making your own setting versus mm-hmm. you know you're within a, an actual exi- pre-existing or pre-written right uh, campaign that can change it a lot right if you're on a more like let's say you're like an, on an ocean adventure right you're gonna want to uh, emphasize that your players should obviously that one doesn't restrict them fully right but be like hey it's okay to go more aquatic, just in general, right. right? Water breathing might be really useful. Exactly. It's like, hey, uh, I get that we're all in love with the typical, you know, dwarf, orc, elf, human, yeah, yeah. dealio, right? Um, but, but it doesn't have to be that way. And in fact, if you're with a, a group for a while, adding some of those boundaries can be refreshing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. One thing that I, and I put this, we have a list of topics that we kind of put together and things that we might talk about, but one thing I kind of want to talk about now is number seven on the list, Um, and it's more of a discussion because I want to hear your opinion, but do you like players knowing what other players in the group are choosing as far as character, class, and race? Um... I think that occasionally it is, you know, uh, for example, if maybe for the first campaign, no, mm-hmm. you know, if it's a new group, right. uh, give everybody as much autonomy as possible right. so they can discover themselves. But if you do a future campaign, different characters or something, uh, or let's say you have two characters die at the same time, right? Right. It always happens, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. then then what could happen and in fact as a dm that might be a good incentive to kill two people yes so that they can come up with them in tandem right yeah you yeah. could have like families or best friends or something you know um like a brother and a brother or a father and a daughter kind right. of deal right right uh that's why i would say not for the first campaign but for future ones it can add a lot of depth and uh like obvious right. interaction right. you know uh so yeah uh, see i like that um, <clears throat> in my last campaign that I started, I didn't tell any of the people in the group what everyone else was choosing. We ended up with two druids, <laughs> which was really fun. And obviously, <clears throat> we ended up with no healers, no clerics or paladins, or uh, I guess rangers can heal a little bit. Uh, but you know what I mean. Like, yes. No one who could heal tremendously. The druids could kind of, but, uh, but I thought it was really fun because the druids were able to kind of connect that way. And even though they were both druids, they were, they were druids of different circles. So mm-hmm. it was still variety. One was more uh, animal shape, wild shape focused, and the other was more spellcasting focused. Yeah. Um, but I, I, now that you mention it, one of my hardest parts of starting campaigns is being like, okay, you're all in this place. <laughs> this is how you meet each other, and I'm hoping you guys trust each other before long you know yeah and and also like sometimes you want to sometimes you want to make a a setting where like hey at the very start i'm going to put you in a situation where you don't know each other but then you get to know each other Mm -hmm. and then we'll all just have to kind of come up with reasons why you need to stay together right right um while the dm gives them reasons to stay together (laughs) but uh but then the other option is like hey you know, like, if you have a bigger group, maybe, like, three of them know each other. Mm-hmm. And then two of them know each other. And then there's a random odd man out. You know? Yeah. Uh, that's certainly an option, uh, especially as you go along. I think if you give your players uh, just minimal amounts of preparation time, mm-hmm. like you're trying to get this started quick, 
then yeah, don't, um, you know, uh, don't worry too much about like being like, oh, let's make sure we all have the party dynamics. Well, yeah. Because what's the worst that happens? It's an unbalanced party. Someone dies. That's hilarious. And then you move on, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. And so like uh, for, I mean, so obviously you mentioned kind of the, the cheat sheet hot sheet about what the world is. Right. And kind of uh, maybe like what nations, what conflicts are going on. But then after that, what what other kind of key, uh, hmm, how to put this, uh, what other kind of key things do you want your players to figure out uh, before they start? Um, I usually like to ask them questions. Okay. And essentially... <laughs> There are, there are a few big questions, but one of them is really how does your character interact with combat? And, and when I say that, I don't necessarily mean are they a pacifist, but I mean because in Dungeons & Dragons there will be combat. Yeah, yeah. Right? How does your character participate in combat? Um, and this lets me ask them questions like do you want someone who punches people a bunch? Yeah. Do you want someone who's just really strong and gets mad at everything? Or do you want someone who kind of finesses? Do you want yes. to cast spells? Do you want to cast a lot of spells or just like one really big one? Do you want to sneak and, you know, kind of sussing yeah. out how they want to fight? Okay, interesting. And, and as part of that, do you really... I don't know. Uh, maybe this is more just a question about your DM style. Right. Do you ask your players to really uh, expand descriptively on how they do an attack like is that because uh, because i think that what you mentioned especially in terms of figure having them figure out their fighting style right um obviously it helps them in the moment but it also i don't know i think it could be a great descriptive tool where yes. like oh my character is just kind of like a bumbling strong guy then they know that they need to describe it as such right no. right i think that's really true and it, at this point it's probably it, it may be too soon, but I don't think it is to really start gauging what kind of players your players are going to be. Because I have in my campaign right now uh, a couple players that are like, I do this, and they don't describe much, but they're still enjoying it. But they're mm -hmm. kind of a lot more passive. And then I have other players who are like, and then I do this, this, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it helps prepare you. You work eight hours a day. You spend time with your family. And when you come home, you do work around the house. And it seems that you never have as much time as you would like to prepare for your D&D sessions. Does this sound like you? Wouldn't it be amazing to have endless material prepared for your D&D sessions anyways? That's where Roll and Play Press comes in. Roll and Play Press provides D&D 5e compatible material for any type of session. Running a one-shot? Check out their One-Shot Wonders book with over 100 one-shot ideas. Getting started with a new sci-fi campaign. Get their Game Master's Sci-Fi Toolkit to have your games much more prepared with much less effort. Why reinvent the wheel? Check out Roll and Play Press at rollandplaypress.com, see what they have to offer, and get a 10% discount when you buy something by using the code BETTERDM10, that's B-E-T-T-E-R-D-M-10, at checkout. Give yourself just a little bit extra help so that you can continue being the world's greatest dungeon master.
for how to interact with them. And you can definitely encourage them to do that. Um, I found with <clears throat> certain people, when I try and encourage them, they do it once or twice and then don't. And then other people, they just kind of get like a little bit more bashful and they don't yes. want to do it, you know? Yeah, that that's why I'm like... I think at the very least asking them, like right. you said, hey, what kind of fighting style? It makes them really think about that when creating mm -hmm. their thing. Because there's a lot of spells you can choose. There's a lot of different kind of yeah. <laughs> weapons yeah. you can choose yes. in different ways. And so asking them to do that just it helps them be a little bit more effective, which helps them be have more fun. Right? Definitely, definitely. Um, but is it, how about personality, right? Like that's, that's my question. Mm. Um, like... Do you find that characters, uh, like, that there's certain things you can tell um, a player that will actually help them flesh out their character better? Yes. And I, I think one thing with all of this is, like, the asterisk, you yes. know, is, like, each person is going to participate on their own, right? Because mm -hmm. I, I uh, in preparing for this last campaign that I started, like, a year ago or so... Um, I sent like a list of questions to each player. One player went and found more questions to answer. Other players didn't answer the questions. Yes. Um, but I, I definitely like to ask people what their character wants. And I think that's a question you ask the characters like multiple times in this in, mm -hmm. in throughout the campaign. But just like, what do you care about? Like, what does your character care about? You know, like why yeah. why do they get up in the morning? Which is kind of similar questions we ask ourselves. Yeah, and I think that, uh, you know, it's not everybody's cup of tea, but D&D's mm -hmm. uh, fifth edition really started, like, emphasizing, uh, you know, like personality traits, flaws, yeah. ideals, bonds, mm -hmm. um, which is, of course, kind of a more, I would say, more realistic way to view people rather than chaotic, right. you know, evil, right. you know, right. lawful good, things like that. Um, where it's like, hey, uh, oftentimes we aren't just good or evil, you know, if we can find out what our goals are, like yes. you mentioned, uh, who's important to us, because that's going to change a lot, right? People compromise their morals or are better for certain than their typical morals for people that they care about, right? Exactly. That's um, really insightful, actually. Yeah. So, thank you. You're thank welcome. You. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's like uh, one uh, piece of advice I'd give uh, DMs is, hey, if you're having a hard time really, like, genuinely getting your players, then it's like you go back to the simple thing. Give them a list and be like, okay, write down your bonds slash relationships, yeah. your flaws, you know, just do, like, at least a couple, yeah, <laughs> a yeah. couple, three, and then your ideals. And and then from there, uh, make sure that the player doesn't forget them, Yes. right? By, yes. like, any time they make a decision, be like, oh, so this is big because typically your ideals are this. Well, why would, you know, and then yeah. they have to explain it. Yeah. And that leads to character development, right? And I think uh, during character creation is a good time to write down yourself the flaws, bonds, personality traits, mm -hmm. and ideals of your characters so that way you can refer to them and be like, oh, little Timmy cares about money because money means that little timmy doesn't go hungry you know what i mean yep yeah exactly you know it uh for the dm aside from character creation mm -hmm. and helping their players do that it can help you play the million different characters that definitely. you end up playing right definitely um yeah i mean other than that uh any other things on character creation that really stick out to you i think one 
I think one important question is how did your, well, two, and they can be the same question essentially, mm -hmm. but they can be different. One, how did your character acquire their skills slash magical abilities? And two, what made your character start adventuring? So, and this is important audience because in the world we live in, the adventurers, quote unquote adventurers, would be considered you know, your uh, professional MMA fighters or your Navy SEALs or your Everest, Mount Everest climbers or, you know, your Joe Rogans there, they're not your average people. Your average people are NPCs, right? Mm -hmm. So there's something in your character's life that pushed them out the front door. If we're using the, the you know, allegory of Bilbo Baggins, he was in his comfy little hobbit hole and then a party of 12 dwarves came and presented him a contract and that pushed him out the door to adventure, mm -hmm. you know? So asking the question of why, why did your character start adventuring and how did they acquire their skills and or magical powers, I think really helps paint the picture of their backstory. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, cause you'll see this with, uh, most quality literature or, you know, comics or whatever, like, uh, okay. I went through a period where I was really into online, like, uh, manga and comics. Love it. And, like, basically, they have, like, so, so freaking many uh, that are about, like, uh, being in kind of, like, a D&D-esque mm -hmm. world, right? Mm -hmm. Where you have, like, adventurers, guilds, or whatever. You know, that's a whole genre. And the better ones of those, I, like, you know, I just, uh, while I'm, like, binging certain kinds of media, <laughs> I start to notice after the haze is gone that I'm like, oh, this is what works with like the good ones mm -hmm. and then the bad ones don't do, you know? And what I noticed was a lot of times uh, when you had like that kind of same magical, typical world, dwarves, elves, humans, whatever, when they took the time to explain the main character's reason why they ended up in that adventurers guild or whatever yeah you know it's just that much more interesting and it doesn't have to be crazy you know especially if you have newer players you could be like hey what changed that made that so they couldn't settle for their comfortable life right? right um you know if they came from like some school of witchcraft and wizardry not not harry potter All obviously right. not. Right. <laughs> but like if they came from that it's like oh uh, why did they leave school to go adventuring that kind of seems like a downgrade you yeah. know yeah or it's like, oh, they were about to inherit the family farm. Why didn't they? Right, you know? right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, shoot, brain fart. Patch, what was I going to say? I just totally derailed us. <laughs> You're fine. Um, oh, and if your players, at least this is my opinion, if your players are struggling to come up with those, like, uh, quintessential memories that your character should have like this like pillar memory of like i am so and so because i chose to sign the contract leave hobbiton and travel with the dwarves that's like a pivotal memory mm -hmm. for bilbo uh i say you can play out some of those memories with the player in a sort of a session zero mm -hmm. and be like hey so you're uh you're a warlock right and Let's play out how you met your patron. So you are walking in the woods and you get jumped by some bandits and now you're left for dead. Mm -hmm. What do you do? 
and and kind yeah. of help them play through that because they'll remember that and then it'll actually kind of be a backstory for them because you know they played it yeah exactly that's a great example um also asking for like and this would even be kind of a fun little uh improv or not you know prepared or no right um you could be like okay tell us like verbally describe a uh, montage of like this person's you know yes. just like key scenes you know yeah um you know sometimes uh some dms really try and go into it by like doing flashbacks later on or um or dreams you know just kind of yes. like pop in there but having the player be firm on that first before the DM is, then that I think that's important. Yes. Um, getting players to describe how their characters look mm-hmm. has always been super hard for me. And I think probably it's because I've never actually put into practice during character creation the, the method of, like, what does your character look like besides mm-hmm. the, like brown hair, blue eyes thing, yes, you know, like, yes. I've never actually sat down and said, like, okay, you have this kind of armor, which generally looks like this. What color is your armor? Or, you know, yeah. things like that. Uh, yeah, uh, or even, you know, getting to the meat and bones, being like, okay, uh, tell me their most distinguishing features and give me at least three or something. Yes, <laughs> see. Um, because if they just have, you know, I think most players will just... So long as we ask them at the start, like session one or whatever, yeah. to describe uh, who they are, you know, and be like, oh, who do we see or something, right? That, then, then they usually will talk about their hair. They'll talk about like, oh, it looks like he's got a hood, so maybe a wizard, you know, yeah. which is like, okay, that's it's that's like not great. But instead, if profiling, you're like, for yeah, right, it's like. He's got a hood, so maybe criminal, maybe call the police. No, right, no. right. Um, but instead, being like, okay, give me like three distinguishing features that you know people notice when yeah. they see you. Yeah. Um, then that. I- you obviously have good taste. I mean, you listen to how to be a better DM. After all, we thank you so much for your support. And if you've ever gotten anything useful from how to be a better DM, take a minute and rate us and review us on your podcast listening app of choice. It goes a very long way to helping our show help many more Dungeon Masters out there who are just like you. If you love our content, help others become better Dungeon Masters too. I think that gives them a lot of freedom, right? Yeah. One thing in in my group, um, one of the players is kind of an artist. Like, he likes drawing, and so he Mm -hmm. actually drew... His character, part of his character, I guess his character is like self-portrait. Yeah. Um, which was really cool to be able to be like, oh, that's what he looks like. You know, that's how he styles himself. And I guess if you do know artists, you can ask them to do stuff like that. Or if, I guess, if you want to pay for it, you could have your characters or your players pay for it. But I, I don't know if I would recommend that because, like, it can get expensive the more campaigns you do. Absolutely right. And, and most often I think people can find... Uh, some kind of stock image lookalike. Yes. You know? Another way to do it, I've seen some groups do this, I've seen some groups on podcasts do this, is where they have a celebrity lookalike. Oh, that's fun. Where they're like, okay, 
this person looks like Chris Hemsworth, <laughs> um, except it's an orc. So like Chris Hemsworth with like you know tusks yeah. and like you know green skin. Yeah, obviously. Except and instead of the, the like nice blonde hair, just like a blonde mohawk. Oh, that's you know? fun. So like that's another way, right? You can always do kind of yeah. That, hey, it looks like this. Except picture it with a bow. Just right, kidding, you know? right, right. <laughs> I think that's funny. And, and now that I'm thinking about it, um, one thing that could really help you, uh, there's a, have you ever heard of Hero Forge? Uh, yes, I have. Yeah, so like, if listeners, Hero Forge, they don't pay us for this, so, um, or at least not yet, hopefully, you know, someday. <laughs> but anyways, uh, Hero Forge is a software online. You just go to heroforge.com and you can basically create custom miniatures and nice thing is you don't have to pay for it. You can just kind of play around until you find out what it looks like. And I'm pretty sure there's a feature on there that you can have them paint your mini if you order it. So there must be some sort of way to color the minis online and say, mm -hmm. hey, this is what I want. And so, so maybe play around on Hero Forge with your players and say, what do you want your character to look like? And, and that should help you as a DM as well as the player figure out, okay, they have a backpack on and it has this many pouches. Well, not that granular, but like it tends to have a lot of pouches. And, yeah. and so you can actually help from that. You can extrapolate the other senses that comes along with them. So if they're really stinky, you know, you can see that they're stinky and you can describe that. If they, if they have a lot of stuff, then they're going to make a lot of noise and things like that. Yeah. When you said stinky at first, I was like, as stinky as in bad? But I was like, no, he's actually just talking about stinky. Stinky. Straight up stinky. Just stinky. <laughs> so, yeah, but I, I mean, I think that, like, we're not going to get to all of character oh, for creation, sure. you know. We, we When we were talking about this topic, we were like, this could not be covered in one thing, right? Because, like, this, is, this isn't this is even just, like, uh, first part, you know. This is just, like, hey, right. what do you talk about with your characters? What do you share with them? What do you expect from them? Yes. Um, I mean, after that, there's a lot of things that they need to actually do, and they'll do a lot of bouncing ideas off of you. Yes. Um, but but after that, yeah, uh, I think that we can definitely talk about that another time, right? Excellent. Excellent. So any, any finishing thoughts for today's primary topic? Uh, finishing thought should be, um, well, mine would just be, hey, if you want to have an exciting session... Uh, every time you need your characters to your players to be excited about their characters, right? Yeah, yeah. That should be the end all be all, right? They should think that their character is the bee's knees. And hopefully not just because they're, you know, a munchkin who just is super, you know, OP or anything. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like they're like, oh no, this person isn't like a two dimensional. They do have like a worthwhile goal. Even if they're like a kind of like, like more awful character yeah they can still be someone that's uh admirable in some way right right, right. And, and the character and the player should feel that yeah definitely um characters are the foundation of a good D, &D campaign so helping your players create amazing characters is how you have sessions that are amazing because in most sessions they're not going to be like well what does my character want they're going to be like wow my character isn't feeling this right now and so hopefully they'll voice that to the group and and create some sort of conflict, and, and that'll drive the story along. So characters are foundational. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, hey, thank you so much for having me today. Yeah, thank you for coming back again. Um, listeners, if you've listened this far, thank you, first of all. And second of all, that means you are probably interested in what we have to offer, which is great because I actually want to take a second 
right now and really talk about kind of the purpose of this podcast and who's it for. And um, in simple terms, if I can put out a definition, you can agree or mm -hmm. change it if you want. I think, uh, like we say at the beginning of the show, it's for dungeon masters who want to create better stories without having to pay tons and tons of money. I think that's key um, because, after all, it's a hobby, it's a game, and hopefully it's being used to help bring people together and, and make people's lives better. So uh, that's kind of what I want this show to, to be going forward and kind of that focus of just dungeon masters who don't want to pay thousands of dollars to have fun with their friends, you know? Yeah, and even going along with that, uh, DMing is very similar to most other uh, passion projects or yeah. hobbies. Yeah. Um, if you get too bogged down in the either the minutia or the scale of the thing you're trying to do, mm -hmm. or you compare yourself to some of the amazing, you know, uh, entertainers out there who yeah. like do D and D or something, right? Where they've got the sets, they've got uh, all the time in the world because they get paid to do it, right? Um, like you're just gonna crush your hopes down into oblivion where you don't actually start, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's not the goal here. The goal here is like, hey, uh, so long as you're listening to the podcast, then that means that you're thinking about these things, which means that when you're actually preparing for a setting, uh, for a campaign, and when you're in the midst of that campaign, you're gonna be adding, you know, session by session on top of like how you DM. Right? Agreed, agreed. Um, yeah, and. Again, thank you, listeners, for listening to the very end. Um, assuming that you are still listening, uh, I want to invite you guys to sign up for the newsletter, uh, which is where you can get extra content as well as little behind-the-scenes pictures of us chatting and, and uh, figure out what we actually look like in real life. Um, you can sign up for that newsletter in the show notes, and, and there you can actually sign up as well to do a one-shot with me as your DM. And then once we do that, we'll probably put out a link for doing a one-shot with Tanner as your DM, if he's up for that. Uh, to make him up for that, of course. <laughs> send some send some messages to at John Malevis and, and just say how much you want Tanner to be your DM, and then we'll get him there. Um, also, we are working on putting together a TikTok, so keep an eye out for that, as well as various social medias. But thank you guys for listening to today's amazing, amazing episode, because... Tanner Whalen was here, and that's why it was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sure, that's it, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> no, but genuinely very happy to be here, and uh, I hope that you guys uh, listen next time. Excellent.